Welcome to the Grow Down Podcast, conversations while following Jesus on the old road which leads to new life. I'm your host, Tim Herset, and I want to thank you for tuning in. This year on the Grow Down Podcast, we are embarking on a journey. We're having fun with a quartet of trilogies. That's four different sets of three found in Scripture. Currently, we are in the midst of a trilogy called Faith, Hope, and Love. If you're interested in listening to past episodes, go back and see what we've already covered. So Bryce, what would you say is most helpful for you in thinking about how hope plays into your perspective on life and death? Mm. Well, one of my favorite books and more of a devotional, really, that I've been reading recently is uh, um, Voice of the Martyrs. And um, it's DC Talk helped write this. You're, you're old enough to know DC oh, Talk. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. Toby Mac with hair. Boy, those were the days. And uh, so they wrote, um, they partnered with Voice of the Martyrs. And it's really just a book about other people who are, um, I mean, in terrible situations, in countries where being a Christian is illegal, in um, where people would seem like there's just no hope. I mean, that's outside looking in. That's exactly what it seems like. And I love reading these stories uh, because, you know, it, just, to, just to see the awesome faith warriors these people are. Um, you know, that even gives me hope reading about these other people. Obviously my true hope is found in Christ, but, you know, realizing that these people can look in the face of death, in the face of persecution, in the face of utter physical pain, like Jesus did and have a hope and a joy. I've read so many stories in these books and these devotionals where people are smiling it's they are in gruesome situations because they, I mean, that's, that's pure, that's ultimate hope because they have that realization and that understanding that, um, you know, they have something to look to after death. We have, th- this is our temporary home. And, um, you know, for people who don't have hope, that's kind of hard to hear, but it's the truth of it. We always talk about, my senior pastor and I always talk about that funerals, are, and this may sound morbid, I'm not meaning it to, but funerals are a great opportunity to share the gospel. They're a wonderful ministry opportunity because it is right in front of you that this in this life there is, there is death. And after death there are two places. That is just a matter of fact, simply put, that we will spend eternity. And so what do you have your hope in? I know right now maybe it seems like, well, I can be a Christian later in life. A lot of people play that game. Well, you know, I want to have fun now. I want to, I want to do my own thing now in my 20s and my teens, my 30s, 40s, even 50s. You know, then I'll get my act together. None of our days are, the Lord tells us that in the Old Testament multiple times. Our days are numbered. We, we don't know what, what our days look like. Why are you playing that game? The most dangerous game of roulette anyone could play. <laughs> And so that's what I think about when I think of hope in life and death is that 
um, we have this life now and let's have hope in this life that uh, Jesus is going to provide for us. Matthew 6, you know, we have that hope. He takes care of the birds of the air. Is he not going to take care of us? So we have hope in our everyday life and our, our living now. And then when it comes to death, we have, I have even more hope because where I'm going is much better than this earth, than this, this temporary home. It is paradise. It is his eternal kingdom. So, um, yeah, I, I, that, I mean, death doesn't scare me because of that. And I, I remember, like I said earlier, when I was not a Christian, um, living my own path, death, it's, I, I never thought about it because I didn't want to. Because that wasn't, you know, well, that's way, way down the road, whatever. I'm, I'm in the now. I'm living for now. That's fine. But hope just has this uh, eternal resonance through it. I, I read a book this last year by Dr. Matthew Sleeth. It's called Hope Always. Hmm. And I mean, he's a medical doctor, and he's put a ton of time into studying and studying the scriptures, but also how humans work um, with this crisis of mental health and hmm. depression and suicide in our culture. Yeah. Um, and that book has really shaped the way I think about hope in life and death. Um, as you know, in our community, we've had a number of teenagers who have died by suicide. Mm, yeah. Um, and so there, there's a lot of people in our world, in our neighborhoods, who they they live with no hope, um, which is a crazy thing. So it's it's this physically alive, spiritually dead reality that humans. That's what we that's what we have. But then when we put our hope in Jesus. He makes that spiritual side of us come alive. And then we have hope in the circumstances. And like you're saying, we don't have to fear death. Um, but one of the things that I think about what, you, what you're sharing about, you know, your pastor and you talking about funerals. And the thing is, most people don't even have funerals anymore when they die. They mm. call them a celebration of life. Right. And I think it's because they, they like, instead of mourning as those who have no hope, they don't even know how to mourn. And a funeral is, it's an appropriate thing mm-hmm. to mourn. Mm-hmm. And so it's like there's this avoiding mourning. Let's right. just celebrate the life. Right. But the reality is that death has happened. And, and, you know, forgive me if that comes across hard to someone who's listening to this. But, like, the reality is, yep. like, we all need, for those of us who are left after someone dies, we need to grieve. We need to mourn. Mm. But as those who are following Jesus, putting their trust in him, we don't mourn as if we have no hope. And, and the reality is like, you know, my dad, he passed away five years ago and mourning and grieving, even as someone who has hope, man, it still comes out of nowhere, out of Mm. left field. And it will just hit you on the most random days. Yeah. Yeah. But again, that's where you like Job, it's like, who can see any hope for me? You know, it's this, who, who is alongside to help on those days? Yeah. That makes a huge difference. And that's one of the big things in that book that Hope Always that Matthew Sleeth wrote that he talks a lot about. Like one of the, one of the best ways to prevent suicide is just having a friend. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it is clinically proven. Yep. Like it is crazy. Yeah. It's simply that as human beings, we just need companionship. Do you think that, not a rhetorical question or anything, do you think that friend can be Jesus? 
I would, I mean, I would say no. I would say it needs to be a real physical human yeah. that you can see. Yeah. That's what I would say. Does that friend need to know Jesus? Not necessarily. But I would say it's, if you want to actually have hope, yeah, they need to know Jesus. Right. Yeah. So. Yeah. No, I just, yeah, I would agree with that. I would. Yeah. God, I mean, small rabbit trail here, but God gives us the, um, it's a it's a gift and a blessing to be able to have like physical friendship. You know, we talk about this world being our temporary home and it's true. It's a sinful fallen world. But God's goal is not for us to be miserable constantly. That's that's not the, that's no that's no. not what sin is. Not to mention we brought sin on ourselves anyway, so there's not a lot to complain about. But um, yeah, that's I like that very underrated part in today's society, which is so digital and online. That, yeah. Yeah. Oh, and like a Facebook friend does not count. No. Right. 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 Like yeah. you gotta be face to face with people. Yeah. And and the reality is like if someone is a truly depressed like sometimes all you can do is sit near them yeah be and not be say there a thing. yes that can literally save someone's life yeah yeah whoa yeah and and as a culture we're so digitized and want you know we want facetime we pick up the phone and do the you know jetsons thing but really we need face-to-face time with people yeah and and like in the moment, here's, here's my rabbit trail. In the moment, it may not feel like you're bringing hope. Mm. But stick with it. Keep showing up with people is what yes. I would say. Like, yeah. Because most of the time in life, and this is one of the things about hope, it's, it's this, you're looking forward. You're not like, so we want hope to change our, like how we feel in a crappy situation right now today. But really like the right now today, the hope, You'll see it. Like, that's the whole thing about hope, is it? Yeah. It's going to come in the future. It really is a far-sighted mentality you need to have, yeah. I mean, because you're right, it, it's, yeah, it, it's there. It's As humans, especially in this culture and society, we are so into right now, right now, right now. If it takes five seconds for our Netflix binge to load, we are going to punch the TV. If our DoorDash order is seven minutes late, we're talking to a manager. We live in where you're right. We you just hope is one understanding and knowing, but it's a little bit of of waiting because with hope in Jesus, we know that um, He is there for us. He will never forsake us, and at the end of our lives we have the ultimate gift and the Christian goal. We have salvation. We have eternity with him. And, you know, we have to wait for that. And, of course, that doesn't mean there's a line to both. That doesn't mean who cares about today, whatever, whatever, whatever. I'm just waiting for heaven. No, live live now. Live for Jesus now. I'm not, you know, I'm not saying throw out the present. Um, but, yeah, we have we have that future and that hope to farsightedly look to yeah well thanks Bryce any did you have any passages that you wanted to share I actually did so um uh just a couple chapters here so starting at Genesis 1 1 to Revelation 21 uh (laughs) so first Peter chapter 1 verse 13 therefore with minds that are alert and fully sober 
set your hope on the grace to be brought to you when Jesus Christ is revealed at his coming. So set your hope on the grace to be brought to you. And that, uh, that grace he gives us is salvation. It's the gospel. Yeah, I hear that and I think of the phrase already but not yet. Yeah. The things you've received, you've received grace already, but you're not yet fully understanding it. You're not yet complete, right? You're, yeah. What's, is, I think Paul uses the phrase of finished work in progress, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Already, yeah. but not yet. Set your hope on the grace to be revealed. Yeah. Well, for those of you listening, I hope... You will tune in for our next trilogy. I have faith that you will, and I would love that. Yeah, there we go. Oh, we missed a high five. There we are. Uh, Thanks for tuning in to the Grow Down Podcast. We will see you again next time. And by see you, I mean you'll hear our voices. We will be in your vehicle. we, we We won't see anything. All right, thanks. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Grow Down Podcast. If you're enjoying the music at the beginning and the end of these episodes, check out Jeremy Erickson. Look him up online. He was a friend of mine who passed away about a decade ago. Some of his music is still available for purchase at Bandcamp. Until next time, 